for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Emily Kate. How's it going today, Emily? I'm good. How are you, Tom? Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Just staying out of trouble, you know, enjoying this mildly warm Texas weather that isn't quite gotten that cold, but in the next month or so, I'm sure it's going to get cold again. So, um, before we jump too deep into everything, I want to thank you so much for giving me the time to sit down and chat with you. I really appreciate appreciate you for that. Um, so what I want to do really quick for the people that like don't know who you are, what's kind of your origin story? What got you into music? You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I'm from Toronto, Ontario. So I'm from Canada over here. Um, definitely a little bit colder than Texas right now. Um, uh, but what got me into music really was as I was growing up, I always started in piano. Um, but I slowly, uh, got bored of the classical piano stuff and always was that piano student that wanted to play the pop songs or, um, listening to the songs on the radio. Um, so that kind of veered me towards picking up the guitar. And my dad always had a guitar when I was when I was younger, so I'd always play that sometimes. But I got my own guitar probably about six years ago, and have been taking a few lessons, kind of self-teaching myself, and um, and also kind of writing poetry and songwriting. Ever since I was younger, I actually found a book that I had, and it has like really terrible handwriting in it, probably from when I was eight years old, writing just random thoughts down. So those songwriting thoughts have always been in my mind for as long as I can remember. Mm. So I'd say that definitely my musical family has influenced me developing and being an artist and getting into music. But I also would say just, I just really truly believe that it's my passion. So yeah. it's it's been quite a journey over the last i'm 23 so last 23 years nice oh and so you're self-taught guitar player which is becoming more common nowadays with like the birth of youtube and all that fun stuff um what's been the hardest part about teaching yourself how to play guitar i've never really i've talked to a lot of people that are self-taught but i've never really asked them i would say the hardest part is developing a habit and not knowing it's like a necessarily a, a bad habit until you go to take a few lessons. Mm -hmm. um, so I was self-taught for probably about two or three years. And yes, like you said, using YouTube, it's a great tool. And it, it was great, but there was definitely some habits that I was forming on my, like on my own that I didn't even notice. And I went in for a lesson and for the first half an hour, he was like, 
no, you got to reposition your hand this way. You got to do this because it'll help you in the future mm -hmm. um, with your playing. So I would definitely say the hardest part is just trying to get the technique right. Mm -hmm. Cause I think you can get by a lot of times with self-teaching, but if you really want to kind of up your level or if you want to start playing the harder songs, all that stuff, you got to have the right technique. Yeah, absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. it's technique is key and, especially if it's a situation where it might shorten your playing career or, you know, like carpal tunnel or, you know, like all the various different things that could happen if, if proper technique is going to prolong your career or make it possible that you can play longer, you know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so you just released your debut single back in August, correct? August yeah. 7th. Mm -hmm. um then it's uh named giant and we'll jump into that more here in a second but what's kind of been the process as leading up to the single to kind of find your sound and find um what what kind of uh message you want to convey in your music so for about almost two years now i i've been working with um a producer out in Waterloo, Ontario, which is close to Toronto for some people who don't know where that is. And I actually was taking university out there. So I did a business uh, degree in university and loved it, but definitely, and I think it's really helped me with my music, but music is definitely the path that I want to take. So I started out as the classic bedroom artist just singing songs in my bedroom. And I started an Instagram account um, probably almost three years ago, uh, just posting some stuff. And, and I found that that really helped develop my sound for sure. Um, and then I started working with this producer. I, I got in contact with him through a bunch of artists that I've been listening to. And honestly, I just reached out to them and emailed them and and ask them, hey, I love your sound. I love your new songs that went out. Like, who did you work with? Mm -hmm. So I sent a bunch of those out. And um, anyway, long story short, it, it came around and, and Sean Moore is the producer that I'm working with right now. And so I remember the first meeting that we had, we kind of sat down and he asked me exactly that, like, what do you think your sound is? Or what's your kind of goal in music? Um, what are you looking for for the future? All that stuff. And I'm, I would definitely consider myself, I'm like an acoustic country artist. And I love that storytelling behind country. And I think especially because I started out kind of in my bedroom with just me and my guitar, I really love those songs that can stand alone and just not have necessarily that much behind them produce, production wise, mm -hmm. but are still just really great um, solid songs. So I try to have been exploring my sound with him and creating this, my voice I would describe as a very like warm tone mm -hmm. um, within, uh, within the production. So we kind of, we kind of took that and, um, basically these songs that I'm releasing, so Giant and a few others that I'm releasing shortly, are all based on that kind of warm sound, bringing in those country storytellings, but also some unique production vibes. Um, and this song Giant that 
um, I already released, it's more veering towards the country pop. It's got a nice kind of pop melody mm -hmm. to it, um, which I also love. So it's been such a journey to just uh, working with him. And I also think that a lot of my songs coming up, they, they're similar because it's my same voice on it and mm -hmm. same producer, but they're also different production wise. So yeah. I really enjoy that as well. Just exploring a lot of things and giving uh, fans different things. Yeah. It's going to help show your range as a musician that you, that you, your first song was like more poppy, but this one may show more country, you know, just like all your mm -hmm. different, different range. Um, so the plan is to you're are you just going to do singles moving forward or is it going to be are you building up to an ep or a full-length album like what's kind of the plan moving forward so the plan is to build up to an ep okay. and giant is actually the first single on that so in terms of promotion wise going to be releasing them as singles but it's going to be at least a four song ep um probably maybe more depending on uh i've been doing a lot of songwriting lately and i love the new songs so it always depends on the new songs that are coming in yeah. but um we right now we have four songs scheduled for this ep awesome. uh so that'll be out shortly and yeah the next one probably will be out i'm hoping in october so next okay. month awesome awesome mm -hmm. um so was it for Giant, like, what's kind of the story behind that song? Let's focus on Giant here a little bit. Uh, what's the story behind that song? So that song is, I remember when I was just finishing university and I probably had three months left and I'd been working on my music in the studio and getting everything together uh, for almost a year. Everything takes a lot longer than you think from the writing process to um, cutting all of the instruments, cutting all the vocals, and if you like it or not, if you want to redo stuff, etc. So I've been working on it for a while, and I remember I was at a point in my life when I, I was thinking, okay, I'm graduating with a business degree. Um, right now, music is more of a hobby, and I'm finishing school, etc. But I know, I knew like in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm doing this because I want to make music my career. But that to me, it was really frightening at the time. And I think a lot of artists um, go through this at some point because the music industry is quite, uh, quite difficult to navigate sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of different paths you can go and you, like there's not really a wrong path. There's not so it's, it's just wondering where you're going to go um, is kind of the frightening part for me, at least. So yeah. I remember that going through my mind and um, Giant is a song that uh, I cut. So Olivia Wicks and Doug Falkins wrote it. Mm -hmm. And I just remember sitting down with Sean one day and I heard this song. And the second I heard it, I was very inspired and it related to my life so much at that time it's all about how you can do anything you set your mind to mm -hmm. and it was just that like switch that i needed at that time to be like no i'm like all in on this music i'm like i'm gonna take this and make it my career and 
uh, kind of jump both feet in. So it's super special to me because it helped me really realize that. And that's what I hope it helps other people realize too, when they listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that this, we talked a little bit before we jumped on the stream here, that this is your debut single and you were, you had certain expectations, but you didn't know what to expect because you had nothing to compare it to. But um, I, 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 let's kind of reiterate that a little bit. Uh, what's kind of going through your mind now that that song's released? You've got your first first single out and you're getting ready to release your second one. So like, what's going through your mind right now? It's all really exciting, positive things for sure. I've been getting a lot of awesome comments and everyone sharing it and streaming it. And honestly, more than I could have, the response is is more than I could have imagined right now at this time. Um, Thinking that a month ago, I was, I was like a nobody on Spotify and I had nothing out. Um, I was just on, you know, the social media channels and I didn't have anything out. And it's now it's gotten lots of streams on Spotify and just a lot of people. It's not necessarily all about the numbers for me too. It's, it's all about how people are connecting to it. And I've gotten a lot of messages about how, you know, one person's like, I listen to this. Um, in the morning, almost every day, just inspires me to uh, sets the day right for me. And that's those types of messages that I'm like, this is why I am an artist. This is why I make music so that other people can connect to it. And that's why I fell in love with music when I was younger, all those artists that connected to me and kind of helped me grow and inspired me. That's what I'm trying to give back at this time. So it's been unreal. And and then also the new, um, what I found out about a couple of weeks ago was that Giant is on Sirius XM radio now. Yeah, I did so too. So that is, to me, that is, it just blew my mind. I, that's been a dream of mine for so long. I found an old document about, I like to set some goals for myself and set some kind of dream goals or like short-term goals, stuff like that. And that was one of them on the document. And I just scrolled down and read it and I was like, I can't believe I checked that one off. It's, it's awesome. So uh, there, it's all positive things. Um, yeah, it's getting me excited for what's to come for sure. Nice. That, that's so funny that you were, you went back and had, like had, cause I've tried to do that in the past where it's like, I write down goals, but then I like lose the paper or whatever, you know, <laughs> the paper gets lost and it's like, well, I don't remember. So now every year I started doing that on Facebook. So like the first post of the year is like all my goals for that year. And so now it's like, okay, I can't lose this. Yeah. It's on, it's in the internet. It's yeah. right there. So, oh uh, no, that's really awesome that you got to check, check off a goal that I'm sure you thought would be a lot further down the road that you got to check it off so early in your musical career which is really for sure. Like I actually had next to it as a goal. I, so I had the goal, um, get one song on the radio. And then as a bullet point underneath it, I said, hopefully within one year. Okay. And it, it was in like less than a month. Oh wow! (laughs) So I was, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. You know, um, yeah, it, 
it that's just like seeing your dreams and your goals realized and come true just gives you fuel for the rest of your goals like everything like even the more crazier ones like you know just like think of the most crazy goal that you have on there it's just like well i thought getting on the radio was going to be crazy goal but now it just means anything's you know it's so true yeah i know so um how did you what how did you end up getting on the radio was that something that just kind of happened or had you been sending sending it in or like what was kind of the process behind that yeah so i i started a while ago before my song was even out i started to kind of contact some radio stations and try to do it independently like mm-hmm. myself and um I didn't have much luck or if I did get a response, it, um, it's kind of one of those things that I slowly started to realize you need a middleman for, you need kind of like a distributor. So mm-hmm. as an independent artist, I, did, I upload my song to a distributor and then they upload it to Spotify, all the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Sean, who, I work with as my producer, he has a really great, he's got lots of connections in the music industry and he's been such a help throughout uh, helping me navigate all of this for the first time. And he connected me with this uh, company that does like radio tracking campaigns. Mm -hmm. So it's called Principal Projects and um, Scott Clements is the um, owner and he is, he's been amazing. Mm. Uh, So amazing help with everything and also kind of like a, an amazing mentor in this, in the same time, because radio is for me, it's, it's definitely confusing. Um, and there's lots going on. And so he's helped me a lot with learning how that all works and helping me out. So I've been working with them for, um, maybe three weeks now, three, four weeks now. Um, so that's been that's that's how I got on Sirius, which has okay. been awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's you know, and the fact that you had radio as one of your goals still speaks to the power of radio because there, there's a lot of people in the industry that say radio is dying and radio is a dead platform, and all this stuff. Like, um, we we've been working on a few radio things myself. And my boss at my full-time job, when I told her, I was like, hey, so we might have this thing going on. It's kind of cool, kind of exciting. She looks at me like, you're not quitting your job. And one of my coworkers was like, no, radio is a dead platform. He, he ain't making any money on this. And I'm like, oh, how wrong you are. But, <laughs> you know, so the, that, you know, just the fact that even young people like yourself, I'm saying it like I'm so much older than you, but, uh you know just just the fact that um radio still holds so much weight that it's like a goal like because I can remember when I was growing up in the 90s and early 2000s just the radio was king like that's how you heard all your new music so yeah Mm. but um so Giants out and you're working towards a new EP or you're working towards releasing three more songs maybe some more depending on how things kind of fly. Um, what's it kind of been like releasing music during the pandemic, especially when you're trying to start a music career? Like, well, I yeah. mean, you've been doing it for a while, but like now you've officially started like releasing uh, original music. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say at first when it kind of first hit in March, March was the the month that everything um, fell through. And at first it, I was like this, when things happen, you're like this, this is like, this is so horrible. Um, and it had like, it has, it has been for sure, but, but putting a positive spin on it, I think it's allowed me to take a step back through those three months and be extra prepared for the release of Giant in August and really know myself as an artist a bit better. I was planning on releasing Giant in April or like way earlier, Mm -hmm. Um, but I hadn't cut the I hadn't finished cutting the vocals in the studio and then I couldn't get in there um, and finish them. Tried to, tried to do it. I have a bit of recording stuff in my basement. Tried to do it in my basement, um, but it wasn't quite what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I knew that waiting to get back there would be, it would be worth it. So, so it's definitely pushed that back and pushed everything back, but but I do believe that for myself, it's allowed me to, to kind of take a step back and, and know myself as an artist. And um, I had lots of time to, you know, do some online workshops or work more with my vocal coach and all that stuff I think is really good because I do believe that we're always constantly growing as artists and as people. So I think that it's really helped me in the end. Um, I always try to put a positive spin on what happened, but what I, what I don't like was I had a bunch of, um, I had more and more gigs lined up and that obviously fell through. Um, but we'll get back to that maybe soon. <laughs> Did you have like a plan for like a big release show for this being your debut single? That, that was a, I also, yes, I had that or I was going to, uh, I was debating between doing the release show for Giant before or like a little bit after or doing a release show of the EP when half of the songs are, are out. And then I'm, I was like going to release the other songs after just so some people knew the songs and all that stuff. And I had more of a presence on uh, streaming platforms. But, um, but yeah, that obviously didn't happen and um but we'll see if it maybe can um but if it if it does it'll be it'll look a lot different than what I pictured in my head for sure yeah absolutely absolutely you know it's it's just one of those things where it's like you plan on releasing and then the unthinkable happens and then it's just like all right, time time to adjust. Time to time to make a different or uh, approach this differently. Have you yeah. uh, like I noticed on your YouTube channel you've do, done a lot of the like uh, acoustic covers videos. Um, you, well, you had mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, have you done any experimenting with like the virtual shows or done any virtual shows? I've done actually quite a few. Yeah, um, throughout. Uh, being at home for these months Mm -hmm. that's been also a really great thing to have um, as a kind of um, as an alternative to the in-person shows for sure so I've been doing lots of those and I think that um, it's helping me kind of 
stay in practice. But the only one thing I find is it's hard to engage mm. because you're just looking at your phone or computer and um, it's hard to kind of get the energy of the room or get just a lot of things that you would get in an in-person show. So yeah. as good as it is sometimes, it's, it's, it's definitely difficult. It's, it's definitely a new challenge, but it's been great that, I mean, it's been great that we have social media and it's such a big thing because think if we didn't have that right now like think of mm -hmm. all of back like back in the 90s when yeah exactly wasn't really a thing <laughs> yeah like i feel like if we didn't have any of that people would i mean i think people are going crazy anyways but like yeah. Um, you're I, feel right. like you're... It, I feel like it would happen quicker you know <laughs> that or we'd come out with like every band or musician just has like three albums written and oh yeah which i mean i'm sure is happening anyways i'm sure there's like a bunch of bands out there they just have a bunch of albums written and they're all pandemic based and they just can't either they can't get into the studio or you know they can't get everybody into the studio which is is going to be interesting once everybody can kind of get back out there and do their thing so yeah for sure <laughs> um What's it kind of been like going into the studio? What's that process been for been like for you? It definitely has uh, changed for sure. So there's a uh, there's lots of tape and lots of markers on the ground where um, you stand us as, here. Yeah, us as artists or musicians can go, and then where we like can't pass yeah. um, because the studio I work out of is also um, it's like. A, it's like a one floor studio and then he has like a separate like living area mm -hmm. so he actually also lives there oh wow so it is yeah you gotta like there's like lots of tape where like that's his personal living space which i i never obviously went like anywhere near there anyways mm -hmm. but but there's lots of tape where like you can't pass just for sanitary reasons and all that stuff um and then there's a new vocal booth that has like um like full walls so oh, wow. it yeah so it's basically you go in um because when you're when you're in there and when you're singing that's like when i guess you can transmit um yeah. as much stuff it's more than talking right so yeah. so it's all it's it's honestly like it's he's done a really good job of resetting it because before it used to be like a, a very open concept yeah. um which was awesome because you get like yourself and like the musicians in there and you just like you just take take after take and just like really feel the music and everything like that. So it's definitely a lot of, it's definitely different, but um, this way is, is a lot more safe. And, um, but I'm glad I can actually get in there yeah. uh, occasionally. And, yeah. and yeah. Absolutely. Like, especially now when a lot of studios are either closing for good or just not open. And the fact that this guy, or the, the producer engineer, lives in the studio that's even a little bit more interesting like you know there, there's definitely a way to make studios safe during this pandemic because it's like okay you just make sure they don't come into the main room but it's also got to be set up right you know it's mm -hmm. you, yeah. you gotta have like back entrances and all that's you know but yeah i've um, seen a lot of well like the the musicians other than singers will keep their masks on mm -hmm. Um, so that's also really good and helping 
uh, prevent anything. But obviously, we have to not have our mask on. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if somebody <laughs> tried to track an entire album with their mask on? That would be <laughs> that would be insanity. Yeah, you, I don't you even cut know back on the plosives though. That'd be I, that, <laughs> looking at it on the right side. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so. Do you have a uh, a release date for the next single yet, or is it just hopefully October? Yeah, so I haven't picked an exact date yet. Um, there's a few things that I need to sort out first in order to actually pick a date. Mm. Um, but I'm really hoping mid-October and then hopefully latest, um, like end of October. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's tons of stuff you got to... I got to basically do the whole process over again. There's so many stuff you got to um, think about mm. before that date and making sure everything um, goes as planned and stuff like that. So, so yeah, there's a few more things I got to think about, but hopefully October is the next song. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and when you're not doing music, what do you, what are you doing? What do you, what do you do to kind of, relax or escape or you know uh yeah so I'm I'm a very active person so lots of activities um I play tennis hockey lots of sports mm. I've played throughout high school and a lot of my life um and and then I also right now I waitress part-time okay. which is probably something that you've heard so much for, for musicians and artists, but I actually love it. I started it in, um, end of high school, whenever, whenever you like can get your smart serve, I like got it right away. Mm -hmm. And so I started that and I did it throughout university to supplement, um, uh, to have some income coming in and, and help with school and everything. And so I've been doing it for a while now and, and I love it just like interacting with people and it's, definitely looks a lot different right now but um i do that part-time nice. yeah really focusing on my music right now and you know it's waitressing is actually a very good like job while pursuing your music career because it in a way it helps with like interaction with people strangers you've never met before you know it just it just kind of mm -hmm. helps your interaction skills and like the schedule flexibility even, you know, so there's so many positives to be a waitress to, while you're trying to get your music career going. It, it's a, it's unfortunate that it carries such a negative uh, stigma, like, oh, you're a starving artist, so you decided to be a waitress, you know, like that whole thing. But yeah, it actually has a lot of positive benefits. Yeah, I agree. I, I love doing it. And I, but yeah, I agree with you that it's unfortunate. It has a bit of a negative uh, connotation with it. But but honestly, like it's it's been really fun. And, and like you said, it allows me to have a flexible schedule. So before when we could do gigs, if it would come up like five days before, I could, you know, rearrange my shifts and be able to do that. Whereas yeah. if I had a nine to five job or like other jobs, I first of all, wouldn't have as much time for my music and I wouldn't be able to rearrange. So it's been awesome, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when there isn't a global pandemic, how often are you out playing? So I was out 
Um, I was scheduled to play. I did a bunch of traveling after my, um, after my university. Mm -hmm. So I didn't play that much in the fall of uh, 2019. Um, but then I got back and started to schedule more things. So I was probably looking at like at least once a week, hopefully twice a week mm -hmm. was where I had my April, May. Yeah. I had like April, May, and then I was trying to get like the summer stuff going. Um, so I had that planned out, nice. but yeah, yeah. And then everything happened. And then, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't matter. Um, exactly. So is, so you, you, were, you had up till May planned and then you were just kind of trying to figure out the summer. So it's safe to assume that you didn't have any like long-term booked out shows that are still. No, I didn't. I didn't. Because I know, I remember like when the pandemic first happened, everybody was like, yeah, we got this show in like October that we're hoping will still happen. And it's like, uh, now it's September. It's like, hey, is that show still going to happen? Or, <laughs> you know, so because it, it, it's one of those things where it's like October was like, oh, if we're still in the pandemic, then things are really going bad. And it's like, it's September, dude. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I can't believe it's September. It's crazy. I know, right? It, it's so hard to believe that next Friday, I think it's next Friday, it will be six months I've been in lockdown. Oh my gosh. Or wow. working remotely. Yeah. Yeah. And next Sunday, actually a week from today, it'll be wow. six months. Wow. I, I just scared myself a little bit. <laughs> uh, but no, that's really cool that you've been able to um, still continue working, albeit kind of in a different capacity because I'm sure waitressing isn't the same as it used to be at least no. when there isn't a global pandemic so. yeah it's well the summer was nice so they reopened the restaurant I work at reopened in July mm -hmm. and the summer's nice because you know patio season so yeah. at least we're outside um but definitely very hot wearing a mask for like seven hours in the sun yeah. um so that was a new challenge yeah. but, um but that was good and then now they've slowly started inside um so i'm slowly transferring inside because it's getting a bit colder over here yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. you know my buddy he works at a recycling plant in new mexico where it's really hot all the time mm -hmm. like doesn't matter that would and be he, he was he works outside and he was telling me like dude i cannot wear this mask like everybody gets mad at me because i'm always taking the mask off and it's like it's dry it's hot my face is drenched in sweat and then this mask gets, yeah gets soaked and it's like i know yeah. i had to bring at least like three per shift and just like switch them out yeah because yeah just it gets too hot and too gross if you keep yeah. the same one on for that long <laughs> absolutely yeah oh um, so what what's as you're kind of going through the process of releasing the rest of your singles um are you is the hope to eventually one day release of like i know you're doing like the you're working towards an ep but do you have aspirations of like a full-length album or do you kind of like the singles route or the just the eps I like the singles route right now for, I really believe that it's easier for myself to promote it as an independent artist and kind of 
gain and build upon each other. Um, but I definitely would love to have a full length album out there. Um, it's actually on that same goal list that I was talking about before. And so, yeah, definitely. I'd love that. Um, but I, I'm also right now looking into, um, uh, what are they called? Like the, well, be a factor Canada. I don't know if you've heard about that, but mm. it's like kind of, um, organizations that can help like sponsor you mm -hmm. or help with the like financial side of everything. So I'm looking into that because a full length album will be a lot more expensive yeah. than just a few singles here and there. So I definitely would need to figure that out first before I pursue something like that. But hopefully I can. Um, I also have heard of some artists crowdfunding for their albums or music videos or etc oh, yeah. something like that so i don't know that's something to look into as well but yeah and like i mean the the whole thing for crowdfunding is just make sure you have all your expenses down because it's one of those deals where i've seen plenty of bands just say oh we need seven grand to produce this album and then they find out oh we needed like 20 grand yeah so, <laughs> now we have a half a project you know exactly yeah <laughs> it's it just one of those things that it, like crowdfund, crowd, crowdfunding, I'll get it out, um, is definitely a good way to go, especially if you have like longtime fans and dedicated fans that really love and, you know, have been around for a while. It's, it's a way to give them kind of exclusive content because you can give away like limited pressings of vine, you know, just like yeah, whatever your creative mind can come up with. So it's definitely a good way to go just make sure you know the budget and all that stuff very true that yeah. would that would not be ideal <laughs> yeah absolutely you know because it's so like there was a band that like back when i first started doing live and amplified there was a band that was going to crowdfund their next album and they asked for way too little or they set their goal for way too little. And then they ended up emailing everyone like, Hey, so we were only able to record three songs. So here's kind of like a little mini, mini, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I wanted the full length, but okay. <laughs> that, that's cool. I get, you know, so. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. So uh, to kind of end this uh, podcast on a, uplifting and positive note what's one thing that you learned about yourself as a musician going through this entire process of writing recording and releasing a single I've learned I probably knew this before okay. but I've definitely learned that I'm a perfectionist and oftentimes my worst critic um I definitely knew before that I'm a perfectionist in a lot of things that I do. Um, and with music, I just need to be reminded to let go a lot of times and just not get in my head too much about it. Um, and I think it's really helpful to have other, that's why I love collaborating or co-writing with people on songs and um, kind of being in the studio when the session musicians are there as well to feed off of each other. So, but I've definitely learned that sometimes I can get too much into the tiny, tiny detail or get 
just like so narrow-minded and focused. Um, and I find what helps me get out of that is um, talking to my friends or family and maybe playing it for them when it's like half produced or like other musician friends or like other co-writers of other songs and stuff like that, just to get some feedback before it's like even out. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely that, that happens sometimes. And it's also, I find it's also a little nerve wracking to when you release your own music because it's, it's like, your heart on your sleeve basically mm -hmm. so it's yeah. it's a lot of vulnerability and a lot of all your emotions are in this three minutes yep. and people could just tear it apart or yeah. people could love it and feel the same thing you're feeling so it it really depends sometimes um but i find kind of stepping back and talking it through with people really helps me yeah absolutely and it, it that kind of goes to something that I've kind of adopted recently because especially with musicians, mental health is a huge thing. Like they they make themselves so musicians make themselves so vulnerable and open on a nightly or weekly or like however often they perform, they're making themselves so emotionally available that they are riding on the opinions of other people. Yeah. That if somebody doesn't like their music, then it's like, they don't like, who the musician is so it, it it's I, I've kind of adapted this saying that or it's not even really a saying it's just kind of like be authentic to you and don't let that one person kind of define or change you because that not everybody's going to like your music or like that one song or you know whatever so you just got to stay authentic to you and yeah. I, I love that. I, it's also a lot of what I've been realizing, like you said, is not everyone's going to like your music. And I think the sooner that you as an, like, sooner that like I realize that as an artist, mm -hmm. it's helped me like think of the music I listen to. I, I love certain, certain songs I love and I don't, mm -hmm. and it could be like the same artist in the same, with the same album. I could love half the songs and not like half the other, but it's, it's not that I don't like the artist anymore. It's just the type of yeah. vibe or like depends on your mood that day. It depends yeah. on so many factors. So okay. as, as soon as you realize like not everyone's going to love your music or feel it in a certain yep. time or mood that they're in, but that's okay. As long as you find the people that love it, yeah. then, then you're good. Yeah, you touched on something very interesting because I just kind of came to that real realization the other day that it depends on your mood as well because I caught myself one day I was riding down I had my uh, Spotify playing and there one song came on I was like oh I don't want to listen to this song this song sucks and I skipped over it and then two days later that song came on and I was like oh my god I love this song what is you know and then I just kind of like caught myself saying that and I'm like wait, didn't I just say I hated this song like two days, you know, so it, you know, it, it just kind of depends on your mood and like some days you're just not in for like punk music or, you know, like a positive country music or punk music, or, you know, like whatever you're listening to. So it, you, you brought up something very interesting that it took me a long time to kind of come to that realization. So, um, so one final question, um, what is kind of keeping you motivated 
through everything right now. Like, obviously, the pandemic is a very negative time, or could be a negative time, depending on how you you uh, kind of look at things. But what's keeping you motivated? What's keeping you moving forward? I I think I think that knowing that it will end eventually, mm-hmm. knowing that there is there is. It will end, guys. It's fine. We'll make it through. Um, and and I also really think that music for me has always kind of been a he- nice healing process. So that's really keeping me motivated and writing, songwriting a lot and trying to develop my sound more and just exploring myself as an artist more is definitely keeping me more motivated to record more songs and keep pursuing this music career. Um, as hard as it is to be at home all the time. And I think it's, I think every day I kind of, I usually take a step back every day and, and say, oh, what, what was like a really couple really positive things that I did today that I loved. Um, it's taking it day by day and like, being able to connect with you like this over zoom Mm -hmm. um like that's pretty awesome that we can do that this morning and um then later today i have a a takeover and i'm performing a few songs so just like having those two things throughout the day um has really helped me get through day by day yeah awesome awesome and then uh where can everybody kind of find you online where can they find your music find you on social media all that fun stuff you can find me on all streaming platforms as Emily Kate and my very first song giant will be out on all those pop is out on all those platforms. And you can also find me on Instagram at Emily Kate underscore music and on Facebook at Emily Kate music and YouTube as Emily Kate. If you go over to my Instagram, I have this link that has a link to all of those okay. um, in my bio. Awesome. I saw you trying very hard to keep all the same uh, hash or not, no, the uh, usernames for your social media, but it's not always easy. I know it's not, especially if you have a relatively common name yeah. like myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it's it's been hard. That's why my Instagram handle, I had to put the underscore in because yeah. Emily Kate music was already taken. <laughs> So it was like the only way. Oh, uh, that's so, it, it's sad, but it's funny. It, it's, a, it's a whole mix of emotions anymore. But um, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's really great to sit down and chat with you. Um, if you ever need want to come back on and talk about a new single or whatever you got going on, feel free to reach out. Love to have you back. Um, but Until then, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. Thank you so much, Tom. All right, cool. Stream's off. Awesome.